Hey everyone, this is Meg Rally with International Hub. Thanks for joining us on iHub as we start our new podcast series with our very own Professor Shad Morris. Today, our guest is Alfonso Gambardella, Professor at Bocconi University in Milan. They will be discussing his recent study done on innovation, entrepreneurship, and the scientific method for decision making. Okay, I'm here with uh, Alfonso Gambardella from Bocconi University in Milan, Italy. And Alfonso, first, wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, where, where, you, where you've been, your background. Okay, so I am uh, Alfonso Gambardella. I am professor at Bocconi in Milan. Uh, I was born in Italy, but I actually studied in the U.S. I got my Ph.D. in economics from Stanford University, and right thereafter I went back to Italy, and since then I, I pursued an academic career. And so I'm professor of innovation strategy and technology. Okay. And, and what, so what area of research, what kind of research do you do in general? Well, what I do is I study how innovation changes the path of companies and how companies can profit from innovation and how can they help society to take advantage of uh, innovation. And I've looked at large companies for a long time, but uh, more recently I'm looking at entrepreneurial companies and how entrepreneurs can take advantage of innovation. Oh, fantastic. Well, before we get too serious and too down to the nitty-gritty of, of your work, we'd like to learn a little something about you, maybe something unique, something interesting that maybe would surprise our listeners. Okay, so so one thing that I think might be surprising, when I was uh, 15, uh, I was uh, a soccer goalkeeper, huh. and, uh, and uh, I also used to play the flute. Uh, and then over time, I was really uncertain whether to become a goalkeeper or a flute player. But then in the end, I was not good enough as a goalkeeper, not good enough as a flute player, so I had to become a university professor. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, and there's, they seem like very different skill sets, too, as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, if you could tell us a little bit about your career path, like how did you sort of you, when you were, you left Italy to, go, to come to Stanford, what did you, what, what attracted you to Stanford? What attracted you to, to the things you're studying? Yeah, well, well, one good reason is my, my father, who is a, was an engineer, and uh, he was pushing me to, to actually try to understand how to work uh, on uh, innovation and how innovation can change the path of companies. And he was really the one who insisted that I tried to get a PhD in uh, in Stanford because he visited Silicon Valley many times, and uh, in his opinion that was the right place to go, and so forth. So he pushed me so much that in the end I did the application, I did all the tests and everything, and I went there. And then when I completed, I had this good opportunity to come back to to, to Italy, and so I first studied in a university in uh, in Urbino, which is a beautiful medieval city in Italy. I spent 10 years there, then I went to Pisa, and then finally I went, uh, I went to the big city, to Milan. So I've lived most of my life in small cities, but now, since 2004, I am in this big city. Oh, fantastic. Well, this is, this is really interesting because I, I just read your paper recently on, on innovation and innovative ideas for entrepreneurs and small entrepreneurial firms. And you have a study on entrepreneurship in Italy on Italian firms and, and some of what's been going on. I think 
A lot of what you found in your study will be extremely helpful for entrepreneurs, especially young budding entrepreneurs, students at universities who are saying, should I play the flute or should I go into, you know, uh, start a new business? And, and what are the risks and how do I ensure that I can predict whether my business idea is going to be successful or not? And you've got, I think you've got some really good stuff to say and things you've found that uh, have, have really shown that, you know, it, there are some things you can do as an entrepreneur, especially as a young budding entrepreneur, to, to ensure that you are more successful. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your study and, and how it started. It's, it's published in Management Science, and may, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it. No, no, thank you for, for this question. And I'd like to start by saying that what we are applying to entrepreneurs, it should actually apply to anyone who is playing an instrument or to anyone who is doing sports. And to, to really say in a nutshell, the point is what we found in our study with very credible evidence is that if you think, you do better. <laughs> so the humans uh, have this incredible power that they can think very deeply. Uh, not often we use it at its maximum power, but what our study suggests that whatever you do, even as a goalkeeper, thinking about what you have to do m increases your performance uh, quite significantly. And basically this is what we find with entrepreneurs. Huh. What, what, what we do with entrepreneurs in a nutshell, we do a, a classical randomized control trial. So we take a bunch of entrepreneurs and we teach them to develop theories and to test their theories very much like scientists and researchers do. Uh -huh. And to a control group of entrepreneurs, we give them standard teaching on entrepreneurship. And, uh, and what we find, the key difference we find, is that the people who are taught to think, to use theories, to use tests, to use experiments, are either more likely to close their business because they understand that they are on a bad idea, mm -hmm. or if they pursue their idea, they are more likely to have more successful ideas. So either you understand that your idea is bad, or you understand that your idea is good. So it's a little bit like saying thinking helps you to predict. Okay, interesting. So you're saying by using science, people can, entrepreneurs can uh, more rapidly go through this process and using this scientific approach to figuring out how whether a, an idea, an entrepreneurial idea is a good idea or a bad idea to either say, I've got to stop this idea, it's a bad idea, I've figured this out and I can, if, if they use a scientific approach, they can figure this out earlier, yes. saving a lot of money and time and effort. Or if it's a good idea, they can test that by using science, the, the likelihood of them succeeding as an entrepreneur goes up. That's exactly right. And, and we know, right, that entrepreneurship, the, the level of success in being an entrepreneur is pretty not so high, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> here is one way to put it. And, uh, and uh, here is another one way I actually try to teach these to students. Uh, I mean, humankind has had three big desires, largely unfulfilled. Fulfilled, I would say. One is uh, immortality, the second one is uh, fly, and the third one is prediction. Ah. And uh, we have tried as much as we could, uh, and we have kind of increased our lifespan, uh, but not, of course, to become immortal. We now, with some device, we can fly. The other big thing is prediction, where we are doing actually very poorly, but, but we have one treasure that we 
don't understand very well. And this is the scientific method. Basically, science is one way in which by using a particular method, you can predict uh, the future. Ah. And uh, of course, with lots of mistakes, Uh you can do it up to a point. And uh, and this is the best, best method we know. So what we thought is, why don't we teach entrepreneurs to apply the scientific method that researchers in universities, in the scientific community typically apply? Why don't we teach them to apply this method to predict whether their idea is successful or not? Okay. And our trials actually showed that it actually does. They can uh, predict much better on whether they, they are on a bad idea on a good idea, and of course they can take actions accordingly. Oh, fantastic. So do you have some examples of some of the companies you worked with and, and how they applied that scientific method? I mean, what, that, what does that process look like? If, and I'm, a, if I'm, a, I'm a student out there, an entrepreneur out there, and I'm thinking of, that's a great idea, what does that look like for me? Could you, do you have a, an example you can give us? Well, one, one good example I have, it's, um, it's, there's a company called Mimoto, This is a company that had this business idea. The business idea is to create a motorbike sharing service in Milan. So essentially, you get this motorbike, you open it with an app, and you use it for some time, you pay whatever, you leave it wherever you want, and then someone else can come and take it and go throughout the city. And initially, the company had this idea because uh, motorbikes would be useful because in a heavy traffic city like Milan, you can actually move quite quickly. And so they thought very scientifically on how to set up this business. And they thought that uh, the motorbikes should have been large and solid. And they also thought that basically the motorbikes uh, had to be, the target customers had to be university students. And, and so they went in the field and they tested this hypothesis using very much like uh, trials like, uh, like I did with my entrepreneurs. And what they figured out is the first hypothesis was accepted. Yes, people like the idea of a flexible service uh, to move uh, in a large city like Milan. But they also discovered that uh, the key target was not students, but young professionals. And they also discovered that women were very unlikely to use large motorbikes. And so they moved to young professionals and uh, light uh, uh, motorbikes, and they've become quite successful, and now they are expanding in other cities. Uh, and uh, this is just a simple example of uh, how thinking, as opposed yeah. to just doing yeah. before thinking, helps you to figure out a better path. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So the process would be, if I'm, a, if I'm an entrepreneur, I have a problem, I see a problem, yeah. and I say, and I develop a theory. Is that yes, what I do? Do I develop exactly. a theory around what I think would solve that problem? Exactly. Okay, so I developed that theory, and then I would probably, I assume, uh, we're both scientists, so I would assume I would, yeah. I would develop some hypotheses. Exactly, exactly. Okay, like, uh, what, so for the motorbike, what would one of the hypotheses So be? I would say the, 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 here is the way to think about it, and this is based on what I saw these entrepreneurs yeah. actually did. So they have a problem. I would like to develop a service uh, for sharing motorbikes uh, in a large city. So first, they want to decompose the problems in smaller problems. So in order to get a service like that and for that service to be successful, what do I have to think of? So first, I have to think what the problems are. Mm-hmm. How should the app look like? How should the method of payment be? Mm-hmm. How should the motorbikes look like? Yeah. Who are the customers I should target? And more imaginative entrepreneurs 
think of more of these issues and problems. And, uh, and then what you want to do is you want to test each one of these hypotheses one by one. So essentially, you have to create a set of problems, and then you have to create what we call a set of problem-solution pairs. Mm. So I need to understand who the target customers are, and then you have to figure out that young professionals are the right target for your, for your business. You have to figure out how the app should look like, and then you have to test particular specifications, the app, and so on and so forth. Uh -huh. So what scientific entrepreneurs do, they actually decompose the problem. For each of the problem, they try to find a solution. And for each one of the solutions, they want to go and test and see whether the solution is feasible or not. Once you created this, and on many occasions, you actually pivot. You basically think, oh, I, this is what I thought. But then I do the test and figure out this is not the right way to do it. And say, you, you do something else. You pivot to a different, uh, mm -hmm. uh, different type of business models. But this initial thinking and researching and experimenting problem, it's uh, the source of success. Oh, fantastic. So would you also, if thinking about generalizability, uh, would you say this would apply, if this applies in Italy, would you say this applies in other countries as well? Well, I think it, it, it does, because I do believe in the general power of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that thinking helps. <laughs> and uh, so I think it would apply more generally. There are also uh, scholars here in Utah, uh, Todd Zenger in particular, who has actually theorized uh, very similar ideas about how corporations should uh, think about uh, about making innovations uh, so i think it's a general uh, it's a general perspective on uh, on how to do things oh fantastic so todd zanger is a professor of strategy and entrepreneurship at the university of utah yeah maybe we can talk to him as well because that sounds like some really very interesting stuff in closing alfonso what would you say would be sort of the maybe two or three key takeaways that a student could walk away with from our discussion today? Let, let, let me try to give you these key takeaways that uh, uh, I think can give you a sense of what I, I am thinking of. The key is uh, entrepreneurs uh, have to do two things, think and test. Do the theory and test. And this is very much the method that a famous Italian, Galileo Galilei, taught us. His idea was think and test. And I think we should get Galilean entrepreneurs. This is my key takeaway. All right. Thank you, Alfonso. There it is, how to get Al Galilean entrepreneurs. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us next week to help you in your pursuit to continue thinking and doing better.